Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Kamora Chronicles. The usual suspects, as always, Jay Rance, welcoming you guys back with the co-hosts, with the spinning back kicks, the liver kicks, the elbows from hell. Mr. Valcisco, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Ooh, in a night of spinning back kicks and elbows, I'm ready for this fight night talk right here. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Valcisco. We are back again. The Kimura Chronicles, the one and only Kimura Chronicles. How you doing, Jay? Oh, I love the energy. I love the energy. I'm doing even better now after that. <laughs> I'm good, though, man. I'm chilling. My Sunday is going smooth. You know, how's your Sunday going? It was very nice. I got up at a crisp six in the morning, had a cup of joe, stared outside while it was 75 degrees and let the, the dew drops just hit my face. It was fantastic. <laughs> now you got me, th- got me thinking about that's my boy. It's like, you know, morning dew. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys are doing great. Thank you for joining us once again. As we do here every Sunday, we review the fights of the night before or the week. Because we want to talk about a little bit about PFL2 that went down. So this is our uh, UFC Reyes versus Prohaska uh, recap with a little bit of PFL2, you know, talk and stuff like that. So let's just jump right into this. Um, let's just which one do you want? Let, let's just cover the the Reyes Prohaska since that's fresh on everybody's yes. mind. Yes. You know, and and since it was a madness of a card, um, how did you feel about? Let's, how did you feel about seeing Dominic Cruz get a uh, Dominic Cruz? You hear me? I'm not the only one. The commentary messed up too. They said Dominic Cruz. <laughs> How did you feel about seeing Dominic Reyes getting in there, man? I picked him yesterday because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give my boy one more chance. We do know Prohaska is a beast, lives by that Bushido code. How did you feel about seeing Reyes get in there once again after the loss to John Jones and Wahovich? Well, um, going into this event, I wasn't excited for this fight card whatsoever. Really? I, I, I feel like this was a little weak, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like the stakes weren't as high for some people as well, too. I felt like this was, hey, these are some greatest hits we want to throw at you, and hopefully you guys will like it. Don't get me wrong. I love people like Cub Swanson. I love mm-hmm. people like, you know, a lot of people that are on this card right here. But at the end of the day, it didn't pique my interest. Then again, it could be MMA fatigue as well, too. We did talk about that a while ago, that yeah. we're back to fight week after fight week after fight mm-hmm. week, and that fatigue does hit you. But Dominic Reyes, you know, I didn't pick him for this myself. Um, I felt like the hype train has, has derailed for Dominic Reyes, and I feel that I think him in his head, in his mind's eye, muchacho, he mm-hmm. really, he really has psyched himself out about that John Jones fight and how he should have won. And I think he's living in the past so much that his yeah. future. It's unclear now with UFC. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, I gave him one more shot. I gave him one more shot. We know Prohaska's a beast. He made his debut in Fight Island, came out of nowhere with the Bushido lifestyle, a, a freaking monster um, from last night's result. But um, I gave him one more shot because this is the dude, like, you, that we said, you know, that we know he fought for title contention. He fought – arguably he did some of the things to John Jones that we haven't seen besides him and Tiago Santos. He's being a, you know, knocked out your boy Jerry Cannonier, Oversay Prude, uh, um, who else he be? Chris Weinman. So he has some contenders. But then all of a sudden, life is fucking cruel. He's on a three-fight skid right now. So, I mean, I do agree with you where he's living maybe in the past because – 
since that John Jones fight, that's all he spoke about, and maybe it's plaguing him. I also thought it was just, you know, watching the pre-fight. He, had, he likes to do this ritual with his family where they have dinner the night before, kind of like a little send-off to battle. I come back, yada, yada, yada. So he wasn't able to do that because of the pandemic in the last match against Jan. So I'm like, okay, he got to do it now. Let's, let's, see, let's see what's up. So I gave him one more shot. I gave him one more shot. He's not a bad fighter, but it could be, like you said, with the Dominic, I mean, with the John Jones fight lingering. We see that, kind of like Tony Ferguson with the Khabib, the fight that never happened. Yep. So sometimes we see these things. Frank Mir with Brock Lesnar. It, it, it happens, you know, so it could be. I think he just li- he's living in what if I was champion and yeah. what I what 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 could have happened if I was carrying this division on my back if I was the person mm-hmm. not Yan not John Jones if it was me and I mm-hmm. I understand like you want to speak that into existence sometimes but in some ways that's like a almost like a selfish way of looking at things now like okay that happened you can't change what's happened I learned that shit from the fucking Lion King okay bro you should mm-hmm. as well too you can't uh, change things that, that are already that have happened in the world already so what do you do you go out there you try to make the best body of work you can and you get back into contention you've had two opportunities already for that championship title and you failed both times, I'll say it. I- I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. I know people are gonna are gonna dispute mm-hmm. the John Jones fight, but you know, a loss is a loss. What's next? You lost mm-hmm. again. Now you're losing to Manjiri, and where where yeah. are you now? What what is your mindset? What do you want to do for your future? That's my biggest question mm-hmm. coming out of this. No, I feel you. So let's just jump right into that because we're already at the Jerry uh, Reyes fight. We saw Yuri Prohaska pick up the win in the second round via elbow from freaking hell he just like i mean he was battering reyes the whole fight but he was i wouldn't say battering him but it was a competitive fight because even reyes kind of knocked him you know that he felt it that he had to revert to the wrestling because even Bisping was like oh now all of a sudden you're a wrestler so um bro as prohaska has the bushido lifestyle so does reyes man my respect for this dude grew leaps and bounds yesterday because he was just getting battered he was hitting back it was an interesting fight, but you just gradually saw the landslide, the mudslide effect of Yuri just, you know, picking him apart, bloodying him up, taking him down to the ground. And then he just caught that flush, beautiful elbow that he set up against the cage and just knocked your boy into, you know, oblivion. I'll, so, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, as much as you respect his performance, I kind of don't because in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. muchacho, um, I feel like he doesn't respect the caliber of opponents that are in front of him half the time. I feel like he underestimates, underdemeciated. <laughs> yeah, underdemeciated. Yeah. I, I think he, he, they're thinking that the fight's already won in his head. He did that with the John Jones fight. He definitely did that with the, with the John fight. Definitely. He overlooked Yan by leaps and bounds. He thought that title was going home with him. Nah, buddy. Because I was so fresh off of the John Jones loss, you know? So he's sitting here. Sorry for cutting you off. So he's sitting sitting here saying, no, he's sitting here saying, like, if I did this to the champ, I could definitely do this to Yan. You get what I'm saying? So, but I apologize for cutting you off. No, you're fine. And it's a great point there, too. And then going into this fight, I feel like he also, um, he came into this fight overhyping himself. I really felt like he, this was... In his head, all right, I'm going to get back into the into the boat again. I'm going to go ahead and sail across that river and get to a championship contender spot again. And you ran to a meat grinder, bro. Yeah, he really did. He really did. Um, so we know that Dana White said before the fight that the winner gets title shot. Um, they said it on commentary, Paul Felder. He said he gets title shot. How do you feel? What matchup seems more interesting? Because we do know Glover Teixeira is going up against Jan Wachowicz right now for the title. Um, what 
outcome would you like to see in that fight and what matches up better with Proaska or do they both sound like money? I mean, they both sound like money. I I, I do feel that the more danger, I mean, they're both dangerous fights, but mm-hmm. I feel the smarter fighter is Glover right now for all of his experience. So if Glover were to win that fight against Jan um, and that were to be set up next, mm-hmm. I see Glover really trying to out-wrestle Yuri in that match. Yeah. I think he's going to avoid the blows as much as possible and make a grinding decision to end that fight. Hell, if you have the title and you're at that age, you don't want to let go. You want to know that you're the best. You're going to keep that title at all costs. So Agreed. I think that's his approach going into it. Same way I think that's going to be his approach going into the Yan fight. But let's say Yan goes ahead and beats Glover. I think that's going to be a Bushido war. That's going to be strikes upon strikes upon strikes. Mm-hmm. And my fear is that I think Yuri could take that fight if it's just a striking exchange. Okay, I, I, feel, I think, yeah, Jan has the power mm-hmm. aspect with like that one-punch knockout. Mm-hmm. But at, like we saw tonight, like oh, last night, excuse me, um, Yuri has unorthodox striking. Yeah. Uh, his he his he when he lands an elbow, it's not just one elbow. Like that shot he did to Reyes, it was that first elbow that grazed him, mm-hmm. and then he went for the spinning back elbow right afterwards. So it's like multiple shots all at once. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. So I I would love that yeah. matchup a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I think stylistically and money wise, for me, I would prefer the Yan match because I think it would be a striker's delight. Mm-hmm. Um. It would be it would be a little you know difficult for Yanka like you say he's very unorthodox looking at Yuri in there a lot of shades of Tony Ferguson with that unorthodox style hands yeah. down Keith Jardine I'm gonna come at you from this angle I'm gonna dance around a little bit um, definitely man I, I I would like the Wachowicz but we know Glover bro that he has that 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 Bushido lifestyle as well you can knock this dude and he's just gonna come back and relentless so um, on the other side we got Dominic Reyes bro like we said. Three fights good. He was on top of the world not too long ago. Just mowing through the light heavyweight division. Uh, lost to John Jones, controversially. Uh, now he's on the three fights kid. I know you said you're looking forward to what comes out the most from this for Reyes. Give me your thoughts. What's next for him? What does he do? Does he take some time off? Does he start considering his career? I walk away. I go somewhere else. Or what's up? I, I definitely think it's some time off. I think you get back into the ring, that's going to be very bad for you. I think a lot of these light heavyweights have been more consistent over the past like couple of like months because of the pandemic. They want to get out there. They want to make a claim for the next spot to be the challenger for the title, especially yeah. that John Jones is not at the head of the table anymore. We have this opening right now of anybody who's been beat by John Jones or felt like they couldn't compete at that level. Now the spot is open. Like you can go out there, new matches could be formed, and it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. So I think that reinvigorated that division. So you have a division mm-hmm. right now that are are looking to make some claims. Like uh, one cat that I see right now that I really feel can get right back up there with one more win is Anthony Smith. Yeah, Anthony Smith is on a streak right now. Like, definitely he can get up there with one more win. And he's mm-hmm. doing nothing but good things. And he looks reinvigorated. So, I think that time off after that Glover match has definitely served him well. But I agree with you 100%. I think right now Dominic Reyes should take some time off. He should, not saying reevaluate his career, but reevaluate your mindset. Because the last two matches you've been in there, Jan broke your nose. Obviously, you're still suffering from that, that lingering effect. You were battered and bloodied last night. Your nose looked like it was busted up again. So... These are, you know, that lingering effect from the broken nose. I'm just trying to get to the fact that 
your losses have been kind of brutal and devastating. You got knocked yeah. out. You got the broken nose. So definitely reevaluate your mindset and, you know, chill out some time off and come back. So, like I said, I, get, I, I chose him one more time, but let's see. I think time off is the best for him. Just moving into this co-main event, we got your boy Giga Chikase taking on another veteran, Cub Swanson. And we we knew this was going to be a striker's delight because Killer Cub, he loves to strike. Giga coming from glory kickboxing with those vicious leg kicks. And we saw, bro, just the destruction, a brutal knockout of Cub Swanson via liver kick in the first round. Usually liver kicks, you know, after a while, you feel him like a few seconds later. This one was instant, bro. He just like collapsed my man's liver. Cub couldn't do nothing. He fell down. He grabbed the leg to try to stay into the fight and survive. But uh, by the mercy of, I believe it was Herb Dean, the fight got stopped, man. Giga looks like a beast, bro. He is a great addition to this featherweight division. How do you feel about him? You know, he gave me a lot of Dennis Seaver vibes. I know you, you mentioned a lot of times with that lever kick, you know, a lot of boss rooting. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. for it to like really take the effect, but it reminded me of the times that Dennis Heber used to hit that liver kick and people would go down automatically. And that's what it gave me in this fight right here. Um, I feel for Cub, you know. I feel for Cub because, yeah. you know, he's another battle-tested warrior yeah. that's been around since the WEC days. So, you know, this is a guy who, should he be fighting right now? I don't think so. But mm-hmm. the fact that he is fighting right now and really just trying to make his way to be a better fighter, I can respect that. I don't think he's at... <laughs> we'll talk about this as well too. I don't think he's at a Diego Sanchez level, but oh, yeah. I really feel that after this loss right here, it would be okay for him to to walk away from the sport and be all right. How do you feel about that? Yeah, right now I feel like he can be that brand ambassador. I feel like I feel like where he's at, he has that that um star power that he can be an ambassador for the ufc you know for younger talent coming up he can share that knowledge battle tested like you said wec days i feel like he can be we know california is a hotbed for mma so i feel that he can be that teacher of the younger generation he has that mystique fan bro fan because every time we post up something with the fans love him. Every time we post up something with Cub, it gets a lot of likes, you know? So mm-hmm. he has the crowd base behind him. But let's just start considering, you know, your health, man. Like I said, um, like you said, excuse me, he definitely should not be fighting right now. Maybe finish out your contract and let's see where you go from there. But I think he can just chill out. Um, maybe this is just me being ballsy. Uh, let's say he jumps a few years, he finishes up his contracts, he's no longer fighting. Um, legend in the sport, can you consider him that? Uh, uncrowned legend of the sport. I don't think the okay. UFC would put that moniker to him. Okay. Um, I just think that from the fans' eyes, from people who have watched his career, from all the multiple promotions that he's been in, then yeah, we can definitely say he's a legend of the sport. He is a journeyman. He is a warrior. Yeah. He is someone who, who never says die, even at his weakest moments. He has been someone who has defended the sport who has defended jiu-jitsu, who has defended striking, who has defended MMA from top to bottom. It's worse than its best point. So I -hmm. would consider him that, but I don't think a major promotion right now would. I don't think Dana White sits here and says, damn, that Cub Swanson. Why am I doing Vince? (laughs) Yeah, why are you doing (laughs) Bro, I'm like, wait. The similarities aren't very eerie between both of these guys. They're egomaniacal. (laughs) That Cub Swanson. I can't do it. Dana White voice. (laughs) No, so do it in the Vince. Do it in the Vince. (laughs) By God, that Cub Swanson. (laughs) Legend. (laughs) 
love it. I'm so done. No, but I definitely agree with you. I think us, like the fans, that we have seen his career, the journeyman that he is, we can sit here and say, bro, that's a legend to me. Definitely uncrowned champ. Um, A lot of untapped potential if it wasn't for those injuries and without getting that pension that he got from the UFC, we uh-huh. would probably have not seen this resurgence in Cub Swanson. But um, definitely he should consider his career next move. Think about your health. He's in a good spot right now. Your boy Giga, bro. I think this is a phenomenal addition to the featherweight uh, division. We know this was 15 versus 14. Uh, uh, Giga was 14. Doesn't really shoot him up, but it definitely gets him up there. He called for a top 10, if I'm not mistaken. I think he called out even Max Holloway. I love the performance, but I love to call out even more because you just really trying to skyrocket to, to the top. Of course, he's hungry, but... Man, that 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 would be a phenomenal striking match. How do you feel about the call out? Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's an interesting call out right there. Um, I, I get it. I totally get it. You know, especially with Max Holloway right now, his stock has kind of dr- uh, dropped. Like, what is he on? Yeah. Four, three or four fight with uh, Lulu. <sighs> No, three, I think three. right. No, he, no, no, he, he at, won. He yeah, won he just won recently. He beat Cater. Yes, yeah, so I think he's he on uh, one fight. Yeah, one fight streak. I think right now. Yeah. So, all right. Um. You know, his career is a little weird right now, where this fight right now, um, I, I think Giga could really make a, a claim for this fight if he really campaigned for it. It's a yeah. new fight for Max. Um, does it do anything for Max? No, but it, it, it will be a great striking affair. And I think that would reinvigorate Max to want to fight some other cats yeah. right now besides the top five people in the division, which he's either lost to or beat already. Like, this is somebody new, a challenger. And, okay, you knock him down the ladder. You say, oh, you want to fight with the big boys? Well, here, here here's a big boy for you. Um, it only helps Giga by mm-hmm. leaps and bounds. But I'll throw another name. Uh, I know he's fighting pretty soon. Uh, if he does get through this fight, um, pretty soon. How do you feel about Edson Barbosa? I think that would be a phenomenal match, bro. I mm-hmm. think those two matches would just not go to the ground at all. I think these dudes would go out there to try to knock their blocks off. You know, Barbosa, the phenomenal striker that he is, finally getting a fight. Like after what, almost a year or some change? I think. Yep. I may not. Yeah, like he finally got a fight. Um, I would like that. I would like that. I, th- I believe he even called out Calvin Cater. He was campaigning for one of those two. How do you feel about the Cater match? Cater's in a weird position right now, man. I really feel that Cater. He just did not seem motivated in that Max Holloway fight. I mm-hmm. don't know what it was. Maybe it was the limelight. Maybe it was the pressure. Um, we did say that in, in that fight night, it was a very heavy Max Holloway fight. It was a coming out party for Max Holloway, so that could have been yeah. it as well, too. Um, there could be a million things that are going inside of his head. Is this a good fight for Cater? I don't think so. I think okay. if Cater were to lose this, that Cater stock drops and plummets right there. I, mean, I don't think we mm-hmm. hear Cater's name for another year. But Holloway, if he were to fight him, I feel that it works. I feel like, you know, even if he were to lose uh, Giga, I feel like, hell, you just made a star. It's like kind of pro wrestling. I bring pro wrestling yeah. into it. You're making stars right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, and it's also phenomenal for Giga to campaign for such a big name because you would just skyrocket yourself into that title picture. We know we got Volkanovski and Ortega being coaches for the Ultimate Fighter, so he can just come in there, hell, swoop, bro. Yeah. Even Korean Zombie would be a good mix as well, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like he has a fight. Does he have a fight? Or I believe buddy? he does have a fight coming up. Yeah, and I think it's very yeah. I I I, I got to check up the opponent ace fight, but I believe he has a fight. But um, you said, bro, talking about the big boys, big names. Let's just move into the light heavyweight, which was the third fight of the night. We got your boy Ian Kutalaba taking on Dustin Jacoby in a 
Very interesting fight because we know uh, prior before fight night at the weigh-ins, your boy, we know Kutalaba is intense as hell. They call him the fucking Hulk for a reason. So, mm-hmm. like, this dude comes up in there, gets in Dustin Jacoby's face, grabs him by the scruff of his neck. I don't know what he was trying to do. Personally. I'm like, what you what you doing? What's, what's the intentions behind grabbing him by the scruff of your neck? Are you listening to your boy Cisco? Intimidation. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> It did not work. <laughs> it did not work whatsoever, bro. We we saw these two guys battle to a draw. So basically, the fight was your boy Kutalaba came out. He had to do something after that grabbing of the neck. We saw <laughs> we saw him come out, and I thought he was gonna go out there, bro, throw some bombs. But rightfully so. He, I, I'll give him the first round. I'll give him the first round because he dominated. He smashed. You know, he calls himself Hulk. He Hulk smashed, Gamma smashed, Gamma crushed. Um, freaking Dustin Jacoby up against the cage. I believe he had like eight or 10, 11 takedowns in the first round. He just had him up against the cage throwing massive elbows, busted him up. But your boy got fatigued. Your boy got fatigued. Your man Dustin Jacoby turned it around and. The first it, it battled to a draw because the first round was arguably like a 10 8. Mm-hmm. So, everything that Jacoby did after that, he really did have to kind of have to stop him. So, we saw the draw. How did you feel about this fight? Winner, okay, I, I, I'm back and forth on it because I feel the fight game has evolved from the reckless, like one punch knockout in the first round. Yeah, I feel like true. a lot of fighters right now are expecting that or are trying to weather the storms so that way they can systematically break somebody down within the three rounds. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, both of these guys are young cats. Both of these guys are trying to make a name for themselves. I understand, you know, you want to go out there, knock my man Jacoby's head off right there to make a name for yourself. I get it. I, I totally get it. But bro, you busted your nut that first round. And yeah, yeah great. 10, eight kind of round, you know, you look damn strong, but Mad that you like you <laughs> no, you, no. you faded. You went down to Hades and you couldn't come back. <laughs> now we know what Kutalava's sex life looked like. <laughs> he grabbed Shorty by the ruff of her neck, give her the best one round of her life. <laughs> He's a three minute man. <laughs> <laughs> give her the best one round and just fade. <laughs> Kutalava, let's go too. Nah, I don't got it. <laughs> Goes into the bathroom, just cuddles in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hype himself up. You can fl- do it. Fl- 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 flicking his shit. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about so to funny. give my man the 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 what's it? What's that commercial, my man? The tank. Um. Uh, um, Genics. <laughs> oh yeah, the new Genics. Yeah, bro, you gotta get the Frank Thomas, bro. Oh, Frank Thomas, <laughs> Kutalaba, new Genics. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, but we saw them battle to a draw. <laughs> Kutalaba, new Genics. Um, I'm not even gonna say what's next for these guys. Do these guys meet down the line once again? <laughs> and would you want to see it? I would. Yeah. You would. But Dana White would though. Does, does, does Dana White even give a fuck about two of these guys? That's a that's a good question. I mean, I think he cares a lot about Kutalaba. We don't we know Kutalaba had that little beef going with um uh Magomedov that you know they had to yeah. run it. I believe this deserves a run back, bro, because Dustin Jacoby started pay, started, you know, he started fading. We got the fight that we got. I would like to see it again. With Dana though, like you said, I think that's true. If Dana sees big money into this and people had enough eyes on this fight, because I think this fight is virtually forgettable because of the first, um, the last two. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe, maybe if you bring enough hype, I think if you just put this in the middle of the card as well too, it'll deliver. I don't think this deserves like a co-main event or even a main event. Just put this on another card and let them go at it again. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Let's just see. I think the fans, I think I saw a little bit of, you know, reaction in Twitter sphere. People were like, run it, run it. So I would like to see it again. Um, I, you're right. The only thing that came out of this fight was the, the, the scruffing of the neck. That was about <laughs> it. So, but, <laughs> but we moved down to the middle way to the second fight of the night where we saw two guys that are surging right now. I feel this was a very important um, middleweight matchup. Our boy Sean Strickland taking on Christoph Jocko. And we saw Strickland pick up the decision win over Jocko in a slow-paced, methodical, technical striking match. Uh, kind of the outclassing of Jock- Jocko. I don't want to say the outclassing, but unorthodox. You know, Strickland was very more crisp and technical as opposed to Jocko. I feel like Jocko never got into the fight, never picked up that pace. And... Um, Walk me through this match, bro. How do you feel about these two guys? Bro, Jocko has been this kind of cat, cat since he first started UFC. He's a slow starter. He gets a couple of wins here and there, but he hasn't been the most consistent fighter ever. Uh, especially in this division, I feel like he is outmatched by half of the division, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. feel that a lot of people are faster or stronger than him, and he kind of gets by because he knows how to pick his spots. I mean, he's not in a bad place. Yeah. 22 and 5 is not bad whatsoever yeah. compared to a lot of people out there, but once you start hitting the elites in the division, you're going to start like walking into walls like he did before. As far as Strickland goes, his stock only rises and yep. um he's another person as well too you know he was very technical and crisp but man do i look at the top 10 in that division and i say all right can you pull what you did to jocko to a uriah hall or mm-hmm. to hell let me throw another name out there to a jacare souza because i think as much as people are like shitting on jacare for that bad performance against kevin holland mm-hmm. i still think jacare is a great fighter and I think he knows yeah. how to pick his spots. I just think he got clipped unsuspectedly. Like, who throws punches while you're in, like, a fucking seated position? No one really does it, so he didn't expect it. I get that. So uh, I'm interested to see if he breaks into that top ten. Mm-hmm. Who does he match up with and how it's going to go? Interesting that you say Uriah, Fa- uh, Uriah Faber. Uriah Hall. <laughs> I'm all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. That you say Uriah Faber um, because those are two names that I saw thrown on Twitter. Uh, some people were saying, all right, sign Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall. And then immediately they were like, yo, Kevin Holland, Sean Strickland. What do you think about those two names? I think anybody could be Kevin Holland these days now, bro. Like, I would have to agree with you because the crazy thing is Sean Strickland trains with Marvin Vittori. Yeah. yeah. Y- y'all yeah. found uh, the, the recipe to beat him. Take him down and lay on him. Yeah. That's it. Like, literally, that's it. So I'm not even interested in that match. I don't want that for Uriah as well, too. I This run that Uriah is having, in my opinion, is his last. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to be very smart and tactical on who his opponents are for the next coming fights. Because I say he's one or two fights, even one fight away from a title shot. Yeah. This depends on the fighter. I think, and here's the thing about it, all these fighters at the top of that division elite, and they are killers. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a guarantee that he'll get through those people. I love Uriah, but when you throw in people like Jerry Kandanir, who will just fucking knock his, take him down as fast as possible, that's scary. When you throw in people, again, rematches against um, Whitaker, 
this Whitaker is even more dangerous than the Whitaker he fought in the first place. So, you know, Uriah has to be very smart on what he wants to do with his career. I wouldn't go backwards. I would try to go forward and do my best as possible. You you riding high on some Robert Whitaker since that last match. <laughs> I've been riding high since for since the Candamere fight, bro. <laughs> Robert Whitaker and get your high. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I agree. Uriah uh, Uriah Hall definitely should um choose smart matchups because I feel that any matchup for him, he's possibly thrown into that contention fight. We do know Marvin Vittori is taking on uh Israel Adesanya, so that's Marvin Vittoria's Israel Adesanya 2. Adesanya got the first uh, W. So, um, I don't know. Good match. I feel like this doesn't do much for both. Well, well, for for Sean, it does good for Sean. I think he's on a four-fight streak right now. But like you said, there's a lot of names to play with him in that division. So, let's just see where he goes. Yeah. Can I ask you this question? And I know it's a little off-topic. We can go by it fast. Mm -hmm. Why don't you think the UFC wants to book Whitaker Israel 2? I feel like they've had two opportunities already to do so, and they scrapped that match. I don't think it's a bad match either. You said Israel Whitaker too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I think just the pieces haven't aligned as they aligned now because I feel that you know the fact that Whitaker went out there and said I'm not ready for this match or I don't want this match, so that kind of threw a little wrench in Dana's machine, and now everything is just lining up so perfectly. Also. You know, the universe kind of did give us Gastelum Whitaker, so yeah. he's definitely going to need some time off for that. It, but I, but I feel that this picture works out well for all three guys. It works out well for. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent real quick. It Go works out. It. it works out well for Israel Adesanya because you can put a stamp on Marvin Vittori and say the first fight was very close. The first fight was very close. Some would say that Vittori outstruck Adesanya. I believe it was a split decision. Mm-hmm. So you can go out here and put a stamp on Vittori, say that maybe, you know, it wasn't a flu that first match. Also, you're building your legacy by defending your title against a credible wrestler. So, you know, and it helps you because after that Wojovich match, we got to see what you bring to this, you know? Yeah. Whitter, it works out well for Vittori because he's campaigning for that match so hard. So he finally gets it. It works out well for Whitaker because Whitaker is resting up and he's going to come back. And like you said, he's on a freaking tear right now. And he's just going to dominate whoever is champ. I'm sorry. Because Whitaker is just on another level right now. Yeah, I think I think that's this his division, bro. I believe that's his division. I think he gets the strap back. Honestly. Um, I think that's going to be a super fight and people are sleeping on it. I think that's going to be a fight. You should make an Australia when everything gets back again. I think maybe they're waiting for that too. Maybe they're waiting maybe. for these fights that, that will do so well overseas. Because imagine them in, in Sydney. That would be fucking epic. Just yeah. them blowing that fucking stadium, the opera house up. Um, ah, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. No, I, I do agree. You know, a lot of spots are opening back up again we know nyc is reopening july 1st so i know new zealand they're pretty much you know pandemic free new zealand and australia is a hop skip and a jump away so hey you never know they're probably waiting for that and they might do that out there but um regardless all both matchups sound interesting to me and um yeah i think that's just why we haven't got whitaker uh, out of Sanya too, and maybe like you said, they're just waiting for the right location to book it because that match would be flipping money. Yeah. But we wrap up UFC Reyes versus Prohaska Reyes. You hear me? With the first match of the night, which was at the bantamweight <laughs> division, and we saw your boy Marab Dashvili taking on Cody Stamen. And bro, 
how do you feel about Marab? Like this dude is he's 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 a savage. He called out for a top ten. I believe he's worthy of a top ten opponent after that match. First of all, I think this was my fight of the night. I don't think it was Reyes Prohaska for me. For me, I think this match was very hot contested. It was two veterans going back and forth. It was like a bullfight, bro. <laughs> like. Both wrestlers, both striking. We saw the wrestling get canceled out at one point, and you know we saw the hands being thrown. Where we saw uh, Dashvili smile a few times, and when usually when you smile, you feel it. So um, I don't know. It's a very hot contested matchup, but we saw Dashvili pick up the win, makes it I believe what uh, six in a row now as well. Um, how'd you feel about this match? I'll tell you this right right now. I know this is more of a later subject, but I yeah. want fight night main event Dashvili taking on O'Malley. I want that right there. It's not the top 10. Oh, is, is O'Malley in top 10 right now? Did he break into a filing? I'll check out for you while you give your points. Uh... Because I feel like right now, these guys are the hype train. Six-fight whim streak for Dosh Feely. O'Malley is his own little hype train that he's trying to do the Connor effect, if you will. So he's mm-hmm. talking himself into fights. I know he's really trying yeah. to flirt with the idea of Garbrandt and whatnot, and I get it. That's a sexy-ass fight to see who the fuck gets knocked out. I totally get it. But this is a smarter fight. This is specifically the level that both of these competitors are. They're mm-hmm. at the cusp of breaking into that top 10, top 5 contention. Yeah. Why not I, I, do an eliminator? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, no, O'Malley is not ranked. Dash really is actually ranked. He is number 12. Look at that. So this would be a perfect fight for him. Um, but hey, this is a quick tangent. Shout out to my brother, Mr. Rob Font. He is number three, bro. Mr. Puerto Rican <laughs> man. Puerto Rican man, Rick. Hi, I don't even know Rob Font has <laughs> surpassed Jimmy Rivera. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Um, my man, Rob Font looking like fucking uh, Ricochet from from Monday Night Raw and shit. <laughs> he does, bro. He definitely does. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, ah, man, that's that's a phenomenal match right there. He said he wants top ten. So, um, actually, also, um. Yeah, this dude, um, uh, O'Malley, um, flirting. He was on Twitter flirting with another fighter. Now that you talk about that, with a Pedro Munoz, I'm like, bro, do you want to get destroyed? Mm-mm. Like, why are you flirting with a Pedro Munoz? Like, those skinny ass legs will get broken in a second. Exactly. That's why I'm like, did you not see what he did to Jimmy Rivera, bro's tree trunks? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> but I think the Dash Really match is way better. It would test him. It would test him. I think it's a great. Great, great test for this dude because that's really just is relentless. He gives you a lot of angles, great wrestling, great on top position. So I definitely would like to see that, man. Um, as far as for your boy Cody Saman, I think this is two losses in a row for him. He's also, I feel like he's also in the Cub Swanson predicament where he shouldn't really be fighting because I feel that Saman does have a little fan base behind him. How do you feel about him? I think he's in a better position than Cub Swanson. I mean, look mm-hmm. at his record 19 and four before that 19 and three wasn't bad whatsoever. Yeah. If a record like that, it's going to motivate you to try to get to the top of the division most, you know, more and more. You know, you look at on the opposite spectrum, 27 and 12 with Cub Swanson, you have had more wars than you have had wins. You leave, you leave that 27 and 12 alone, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and I love Cub. I love Cub. You know, Cub Jitsu all day. But I think, yeah, he's two, you know, two fights, two losses so far. And, it looks bad, but he's another guy that maybe give him like six months off, yeah. you know, and just this division is another division that has a lot of killers. 
Like all the way to the top fifteen. Like Aljo, brother. He kills himself, bro. <laughs> like yeah, we, we were big Aljo fans. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, people. We love Aljo, yeah. but he's fucking killing himself these days, yeah. man. Which I want to ask ask a question about uh, what we saw. We saw an Aljo like performance last night on the prelims. But um, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I, <laughs> um, I think this loss does kind of motivate Stamen. We know this is the things with wrestlers. You know, wrestlers are very stubborn out of all the disciplines. I feel, and, and this, I maybe I spoke too wrong about it, but I believe that you know this will definitely motivate him. You did kind of open my eyes on that, so that's that's great right there, um, bro. <laughs> Let's just that that's our recap for Reyes Prohaska. It was a phenomenal fight card after the weird craziness that we got from the pay-per-view prior. Um just just keep the ball rolling because we want to discuss a few topics. Since we're on the Aljo, I know you want to talk about Diego. Since we're on the Aljo, and I want to hit a little bit of PFL. Um speaking about Aljo, we saw Aljo like performance in the prelims. Your girl, Lu- <laughs> Luana Pinheiro, whatever her name is, against Random Marcos. So <laughs> First of all, let me just say this real quick. I want to touch this. How the fuck is Random Marco still employed? With that record, this is Phil Baroni status right here, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I digress. I am done. What was her record again? Because I forgot, bro, totally forgot. 10 and 12 and 1. Yo, that is Phil Baroni status, bro. That is Phil Baroni. Even Cub Swanson's look better, man. <laughs> like, that is Phil Baroni status, brother. Ah, Ronda Marcos, she going to bed knuckle. Watch. Like, oh, my God. So we get, we get this. We get, <laughs> I'm sorry, because this is funny. Bro, we get these women. They start scrapping. Lu- Luana, dirty, dirty from the jump. Does a little eye poke, I think multiple times, if I'm not sure. I don't remember well. But then Ronda Marcos comes like a bat out of hell like meatloaf and just starts throwing freaking bombs, haymakers. Then she's already obviously heated because we see Luana being dirty. So she takes the dirtiness to step up. Ronda Marcos, okay, was the kick illegal? Yes, it was an illegal up kick, rightfully so. But you're not going to eat it how she ate it and then just look at the ref real quick. Find your landing, because you see her put both of her hands behind her. Find your landing. Look at the ref like, oh, shit. Kind of process it. Is that illegal? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, and then just throw yourself back like, oh, God. <laughs> and then give us this performance. Give us these performance where I've never seen these glazed eyes before <laughs> in my life, bro. Your joints were more glazed than Dunkin' Donuts, bro. Talking about, <laughs> did I win the fight? Did I win the fight? Then... On top of that, she's selling it, bro. This this goes above Aljo. My man, she got carried to the backstage. Like, <laughs> was this acting, bro? Was yes, this acting? Yeah, of course this was. <laughs> and you know what I feel bad about? It's yeah. against Ronda Marcos, who yeah, it just hurts her even what, more. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you gaining from a from this kind of victory against Ronda? Like, what yeah. are you gaining? Yeah, why fake it? Yeah. Oh my God, bro. Like, oh man, I don't know. It was it was just terrible. And what I do love, I love the honest commentary last night. They were just being so honest about the situation, but they couldn't be honest about it. Like you saw Paul Felder like laughing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. So, but bro, we're seeing this trend with a lot of we're seeing it from one. 
where we saw the Eddie Alvarez DQ where a lot of yep. people said it was acting. We saw it with the Aljo where a lot of people say he was acting. We saw it with um, – I feel like we saw it in a recent affair. Was it Bellator or PFL where the, the dude got yeah. like clipped or like almost like a phantom clip? It was PFL, I think. I think it was PFL, yeah. And then now we got the Luana, bro. What's up with these little actors? What's going on? Hey, fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> that's uh, that's. I, I I guess. I mean, hey, we we get. We... <laughs> you gotta glaze those eyes like you hit the trippy pipe like three times that night. Like I don't I don't get bro. it, bro. Like and you know what the sad Dude. part about it is that yeah. women's MMA doesn't need any more. I guess shenanigans to yeah, speak right, ill about right. it, and I think this is gonna be another stamp on that misogynistic side of things to say. You see, the woman can't even fight right; they're faking shit. It's solo work, yada yada yada. Like, mm. it just puts a bad name right. for them. You're right. I agree a thousand percent. Somebody even wrote, "I bet she plays soccer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. we definitely, we definitely know she was faking, bro, and she's. She's coming out here with a lot of hype coming from the Contender Series. So I don't know, but the the, the over-exaggeration where she's getting carried into the back, like both hands, bro, it was just terrible. Diego Sanchez, we know he's officially released from the UFC. Um, how do you feel about this? Where does he go? I don't want to see him in bare knuckle. I don't want to <laughs> see him in bare knuckle. Um, but do you think the fall of Diego Sanchez was once he swapped managers to Fabian? Like, do you think that's when we saw the fall of Diego? Yes and no. At the end of the day, I don't know if Diego Sanchez is a teachable fighter. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's very teachable on his in his martial arts. You know, black belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu. You know, you know, been doing you know kempo karate. He's been studying kickboxing and muay thai for years. You know, this guy. You know, he is a killer outside. You know, the octagon, real life. But when it comes to game plans, Diego never has one. And it sucks because I feel like at one point in his life, he really was like on on the right track. And that was that hot streak he had in lightweight before he ran to BJ Penn. I feel like those Mm -hmm. were his best fights because he was on a strict diet. He knew what he was doing. He was very motivated. He believed in himself. He believed in his team. And somewhere down the line, like, he just went into business for himself no matter where he went to. And it sucks because I feel like the the release was not warranted. And I'll tell you why. Or mm-hmm. the way it happened was not warranted. I felt like yeah. they were just waiting for Diego to fuck up and mm-hmm. give him an excuse to release him. Which is the wrong thing. If you actually care, Dana White, I'm talking to you. I know you listen to the Kimura Chronicles, you piece of shit. Um, (laughs) If you actually cared about your fighter's well-being, and especially a fighter that's made you a buttload of money um, for the past almost 20 years already, you should put them in a role inside the UFC. Somewhere, somehow, down the line, he should be someone that's like UFC, like, ingrained forever but now what you do Mm -hmm. is you take what he's going through the vicious cycle that he's going through you take that and now you're putting him somewhere else so he could endanger himself even more i understand Mm -hmm. you're not his keeper i get it but you are part of the problem you you did invest Mm -hmm. all this time into this monster right now 
And now he's going to be unleashed into other organizations that see him just as a name, not as a fighter, but as a name. Mm -hmm. They'll put him in bare knuckle fighting. They'll put him in PFL. They'll put him in Bellator. And they'll put him just to lose just because he's a name. And that's the sad part about him. You should you should have cared about this character more. I I love the fact that you said endanger his health because we follow Diego Sanchez, ultimate fighter winner, 16-year vet, like almost 30-plus fights with the UFC. Um, but if you go to his social media accounts, he's not right. He's not right. He's not right. You see, yeah. And I, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, it's just like, you know, we're going to throw some wrestling. He's kind of like a Dean Ambrose or he's just like, you know, unhinged like that lunatic fringe. No, you see that the blows and the damage of this sport are affecting him. I was brought to tears and I, I whoever wants to at me and laugh like, or come at my neck, whatever. I was brought to tears when I saw his last story that he was shaving and he was talking and I, he didn't look right, bro. He didn't look right. You can tell the blows have affected him. And then now you got this leech of a person. I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. Dana should. Because if Dana protects people like Chuck Liddell, forces people to retire, and he's done it multiple times, why can't you do it with a Diego Sanchez who's mm-hmm. bled for your company multiple, multiple occasions? You know, I, I, you're absolutely correct. You have a fighter right now that you just cut from your roster, basically. You took him off the ranking, Tyrone Woodley. And what you got him doing? He's over here broadcasting for UFC fight nights. Yep. Why couldn't you do that with Diego? And maybe you know? he can't. Maybe not everybody can do a commentary uh, I, role. I, I agree. But somewhere in the company that he's yes. safe. That yes. He's safe. You have multiple things that you can put this guy. Bro, yeah. hell, just fucking around. Make make him a towel boy or something, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. You, like, you can do anything. We're, yeah. not, we're not throwing shade on Diego Sanchez whatsoever. I just know you are right. Not at all. He is a little mentally unstable right now. He yeah. has been for a while. And, like, I, I know we like to make fun of the yes chance and all that stuff, but I think that was just another way to help his his mental health. Mental health is real, people. And, mm-hmm. like, you mix that with the blows to the head and the fight game and all the no. wars you've been in. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Maybe he's not right for commentary, but maybe just some kind of no. producer on the road with the UFC. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's someone yeah. that just shares knowledge, like a trainer somehow, that shares yeah. knowledge with people. Like, hey, I've been in the fight game. This is what not to do. This is how you manage your money. This is how you do this. Like, someone that, that can help the younger generation. Like, usher in a, a, a healthier uh, younger generation that can speak yeah. about mental health, that can speak about blows to the head and stuff like that. Someone that could be a brand ambassador. You can oh my god. You, I, just, you throw him like he's trash. Like that's what really pissed me off. And it's just a pissing contest between Dana and the Fabian dude. You yeah. know? So that's all it is. I agree. I just hope he's a warrior. This is all these people know. Yep. So unfortunately, like you said, he's really going to go out there and danger himself. We have the leech of Feldman out there in bare knuckle FC, just leeching fighters. And um, I wouldn't want to see him out there because he's very unstable. And I, I don't know. I just we love Diego here, so I, we just wish him the best. But it's a sucky situation how they treated him. He's going to go like, to bare knuckle fighting, bro. Not to cut you off, but with Fabian, you know, vouching for money. And with bare knuckle fighting, just giving fighters paying, yeah, buttloads yeah. of fucking money. Yeah, I just see it happening, mm-hmm. man. It's gonna be yeah. sad. It's another reason for me not <sighs> to watch it. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it sucks. It's sad. And you know, you were doing the Vince McMahon voice, but this is a Vince McMahon move by Dana White. Yeah, I use and I abuse you, and I drop you like a trash bag that you are. Yep, like in his eyes. So not our eyes because we love fucking Diego Sanchez. And if you, if, if any way or somehow the universe crosses this podcast by Diego Sanchez, 
Brother, we love you, man. Take oh, yeah. your health, man. Yeah. Um, but moving on to uh, PFL. PFL, let's give PFL some quick love. PFL is back, like you said, in the beginning of the podcast. We have a lot of sometimes MMA fatigue. We got PFL. We got Bellator. We got UFC. We got one championship. Everything is kicking on all cylinders again in the MMA world. PFL is back. PFL is doing big things. PFL has picked up a lot of big free agents. You know, Verdum, Anthony Pettis, Cesar Ferreira, uh, Antonio Carlos Jr., Rory McDonald, which we were going to discuss about them because they were on the PFL card too. Um, that went on Thursday. Now, also, they have a new brand ambassador that he has a lot of followers and he has a lot, a lot of fucking love. Mr. Marshawn Lynch from football, this mm-hmm. is VIP, you know, from the Seattle Seahawks, retired. He ain't playing no more. Beast Mode himself became a brand ambassador and an eight investor in PFL. Big moves for PFL, bro. And they even have an award called Beast Mode, which I fucking love, man. How do you feel about these moves that they're making? I mean, they're smart moves. Um, I question PFL. Only for the fact that they have this deal with with ESPN, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what their relationship is with the UFC. Is this a yeah. working relationship with the UFC? Which, if it is, and they're just being quiet about, like Victor, that's okay. Like that's all right. Like hell, this is another brand where you could have like a, a series of fighters that maybe can go somewhere else and still feel the value of fighting and make a name for himself over there, like a, like a smaller company. But if this is a yeah. totally different company and ESPN is like, the more MMA, the better. Cool. Yeah. I think they're doing fantastic moves. I think they're doing smart moves. I think the investors are pretty damn cool. I like the mm-hmm. different awards that they're giving these fighters. And um, uh, the hey. only thing that I, I, I feel bad about is that they're investing in fighters um, and they're, I don't know if they're going to get the, their investment. Like, I'm not sure if they okay. got their investment with Anthony Pettis. No. Before I, and before I, 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 we elaborate on that, um, how do you feel because their hashtags, which I fucking love PFL cause they're very, very, you know, um, interactive with their fans. They hit us up a few times on Twitter. How do you feel about like, you know, they're doing fighting different for somebody that's an avid MMA follower or for somebody that's a casual MMA follower, how do you feel that they do things different where they have a point table system and it's a playoff round, it's, you know, preliminary rounds and only the four top fighters of that division advances into the playoffs. Um, if you finish the, fa- the fight fast, you get six points, kind of like soccer. If you go to decision, you get three points. How do you personally, I never got your opinions on that. Like, we oh. never spoke about that. How do you feel about the point system? I love it. It's very international. Like, you know, mm-hmm. soccer, um, hell, like, uh, you go into uh, most Japanese sports are, are based on a point system as well, too. So I, I like the international flavor that it brings. And then, of course, it challenges the casual and the, um, the, the hardcore fans as well, too, to look at mm-hmm. MMA differently. To not just score it on a ten eight round or yeah. uh, you know you know a twenty eight twenty nine you know decision score like now you really have to look into every aspect of the game was this a fast stoppage was this a longer fight how much damage was put in was not enough damage in there if someone's just laying and praying how many points are deducted or even uh, given um, yeah. I love that right there because it's a, it's a it's a it's a sport about strategy instead of brutality. Yeah, kind of like uh, one championship does the same thing as well. They they judge their fights different. You know, a lot of um, MMA fans may not know that PFL, I mean, PFL, you hear me? One scores the overall fight. They just don't do rounds, you know? So it's just like overall how you do, which is much different, like you said, from rounds, 10-8, 10 this and this and that. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, your Anthony Pettis uh, topic, yeah. I feel like out of everybody, maybe two fighters, they probably, maybe, maybe two. 
Pettis, I don't think they're going to get the best cash in out of Pettis. I would probably say Verdum, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we know we know the heavyweights are coming up with, along with the women lightweight, uh, women um, featherweighted, is it? I don't know which one it is, but we're getting that um, pretty soon. Uh, how do you feel about these two names? And how do you feel, like, do you think Pettis, Pettis will, will make a dent in the lightweight division? Depends, man. Like, I don't know where that dude's head's at, too. I think mm-hmm. this dude thought that this was going to be an easy ride for him. They could build a division around him. And he was <laughs> he was mistaken sorely yeah, as well, too. Sorely. I think v- Verdum has an opportunity to make a dent because he's so experienced and because the heavyweight division, I think, and this is just me saying it right now, and correct me if I'm wrong. Please do. Anybody can. But I think even at its lowest, the UFC has the best heavyweight division because they have more variety. And I think a lot of the people in the heavyweight division take it more seriously than anywhere else. Because when you look at the heavyweight division anywhere else, whether it's um, Bellator or even um, just some other smaller organizations out there, I feel like the heavyweight division is just a bunch of, I'll just say it, out-of-shape dudes just swinging and, swinging and moving. That's really about it. I think you have your diamonds in the roughs like you know Ryan Bader, but that dude's not a heavyweight. That dude's not a heavyweight. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll say it right there. The dude's not a heavyweight. You know, you have your Czech Congos out there that are past their prime. Frank Mir already passed his prime as well, too. So, um, you know, I, I feel like anywhere else right now, it's just sloppy heavyweights. So I think Verdum can really take advantage of that. I know that's, that's sad to say, but I feel like he has that advantage. Yeah, I think also he has the advantage that if, you know, he's not a fighter that he does have um, – striking yeah. but i feel that if he finds himself he can coast off of his jujitsu yeah. you know what i'm saying where if he sees like okay some of these strikers in the heavyweight division may pose a problem hell i'll just take it down and i'll coast with my jujitsu to the strap so you're right you're absolutely correct a thousand percent i think he can make a dent just off of the jujitsu and some people may not like it but you're absolutely correct because look at a, a one championship right now your boy rang rang um, you know, the Senegal fighter that had the most fucking hype on the internet, he pulled that. That's where we saw it from, bro. Your mm. boy Rang Rang, they pulled yes. that out, Yes, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> that's, that's where we saw it from. Yeah, where he had a lot of hype, but, I mean, he doesn't have cardio, and he's just sloppy as hell, and he got dominated, and then bro, pulled, yeah. why do you think Brandon Vera, of all people, I love Brandon Vera, why do you think he used the King Honcho Oh, say it again. Yep. Oh, say it again. Sorry. Exactly. He was head honcho for years. Head honcho of one championship fight. He was promoting one championship fight before it was getting bigger and bigger for the national audience. And that dude, you know, he's not the, the, the heaviest heavyweight. He's not the most, like, powerful heavyweight. He's a guy that saw an opportunity, said, I can make a killing because I have the experience from the UFC and dominate people. Yeah, I agree with you. He Saturday the 15th, he's put his strap on the line against Bular, former UFC. But you're absolutely that just shows that the UFC heavyweight division is leaps and bounds above a lot of other divisions out there. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, people can't get mad. If y'all get mad, add us, let us know. But um, speaking about PFL, these gr- you were going to say something? My bad. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just jumping back to PFL. Um, great, great free agents pickups. We saw PFL two, PFL two, which is firing on full cylinders. I just want to, you know, 
talk about the, the light heavyweight and the welterweight division. I feel that these are probably like the two hottest divisions right now in PFL. And I think that light heavyweight division is going to be fairly, very, very hot contested where we saw Cesar Ferreira Thursday knock this dude into oblivion in 37 seconds. You know, Cesar Ferreira, first Ultimate Fighter Brazil winner, Vitor's, Vitor's uh, protege. He looks just like Vitor. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then we saw our boy uh, Shoeface. Um, Antonio Carlos Jr., <laughs> former UFC fighter, yeah, tap out. <laughs> tap out filthy Tom Lawler via guillotine in the first round. I think alone with these two fighters, you throw them in the mix with Emiliano Sordi, who fought Chris Camozzi that same night, the veteran Chris Camozzi taking the fucking light heavyweight champion Emiliano Sordi to the limits, to the limits. Chris Camozzi, bro, he's another vet. And he has a lot of fight left in the tank. I think the free agent pickups with the homegrown talent that you have in PFL, the light heavyweight division is going to be fucking hotly contested, bro. And I think it's a great division to look into. Yeah, um, man. I, I yeah. think that um, PFL has done a better job blending. We are blending, <laughs> blending. Um, the um, Bellator. Yeah. yeah, 10 yeah. times better than Bellator. I feel like they're relying just on the mystique of past fighters and then throwing in your homegrown talent there. But no, this blends it perfectly with old and new talent. Yeah. And speaking about blending, I, I, I love that you said that they're doing it perfect. Cause we saw Joe Seferino taking on Gleason Tebow on the main card, two UFC vets, well-known names, battle-tested veterans, and they had a decent fight. It was great. So they're blending very well. And then the welterweight division, Homegrown talent, their champion, Ray Cooper III, he's a fucking monster, bro. We saw him win his fight Thursday night without throwing a punch. Like, that just shows you how much of a beast he is. He called the arm triangle in the yep. first round without even throwing a punch. And then you throw Rory McDonald in the mix, that just adds for combustible elements, where we saw Rory win his debut in the first round as well. How do you feel about Rory, bro? Do you think this is a good move for him, PFL, and taking that time off? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, he needs to reset himself and figure out who the hell Roy Rundahl was. You know, let's stop calling him, you know, Ares. Let's stop calling him <laughs> the God of War. Let's stop buying into your own hype and start fighting the way you should be fighting. You know, and I think this is good for him. I think this reinvigorated his career. I felt like he didn't have that 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 love for fighting even when he went to Bellator. I felt like it was just he was there to be there, like a paycheck. I think mm-hmm. this really feels good for him. I think he, he loves fighting again. I think he looked fantastic because I saw that fight as well too. Um mm-hmm. a lot of upside for Roy McDonald. Can I let me ask you this mm-hmm. right here. Cause I have strong opinions on both companies. I think one's better than the other right now, especially with their I wouldn't call one a debut, but their debut on TNT at least, right? Yeah. Who do you feel is benefiting right now more? Like who has more, I guess, the more successful debuts? Is it one championship or is it PFL? Um, I would have to go with PFL. Hmm. I would just probably go with PFL for the simple fact as well that you have known fighters. You, it's, so it's easy for UFC people to transition to there. It's easy for Bellator fans to transition into there. Like, oh, I know a Gleason Tebow. I know a Rory McDonald. I know a Chris Camozzi. Um, also, it's, it's safe. It's rules that we know besides the point system as opposed to a one where you can just knee down opponents, things of that nature. Also, we're hurt one, like I told you. Um, 
the blend that one is. You can give them an MMA fight, but then you can just give them a Muay Thai fight after that. People may be thrown off of that and then just go to a kickboxing and then go back to an MMA fight. Some of these no- names are not known. That's why they had, you know, a lot of the names like the Rang Rang, uh, the Eddie Alvarez, the Demetrius Johnson, Don Salang, um, who else? I feel like the Lee. That's why they brought these names. But what also hurt them is the shenanigans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where... The, this dude pulling the Aljo, the Eddie Alvarez disqualification. So I feel overall the successful return and maybe kind of like, you know, like you said, not a debut. I think PFL had it. How do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, man, I agree with you. I think PFL is doing the smart way of, uh, of the fight game right now, you know, on a, on a network, on a channel that everyone knows to associate themselves with sports, especially mm-hmm. with mixed martial arts now. Um, you know, the, the channel alone with ESPN even covers – MMA, which is fantastic right now. They go to different yeah. promotions. They talk about Bellator. They talk about fighters. They talk about PFL, UFC, and whatnot. And they make their own fan fan theories as well too on who was who would score better here. So I like that mix up. Um, I don't think that it's a bad idea that one is on TNT. What I when you hit the nail right there on the head. I think it's just the blending of so many styles into one event is a little too much for an American audience. I, for one, feel that, I know this is hard for a love one championship, but I feel that they should, if they're gonna go ahead and try to make their way into the United States and bring their version of MMA into into the TV, into the video scope, they should strictly just do MMA fights and leave everything else, like one international for like Muay Thai, kickboxing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they should just bring the MMA and it just gets a little too saturated because I remember when we were talking off the podcast, I was like, I think they can do good, but I think it'll just be too much for the American audience to take in where you have so many disciplines. This Now I ask you, this one championship experiment, because I feel like it's an experiment, slowly transitioning, let's see, like you said, to try to get into the American video scope. Um uh, do we do it soon? Do we give it a little break so people can forget of some of the craziness that they saw? Or do we capitalize on it and jump back in real fast? Well, here's the thing. Like, um, they're getting great ratings. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the um, Eddie Alvarez fight got more ratings than the, the Demetrius Johnson fight. More <laughs> eyes stuck around after AEW for, for that, for, for Eddie Alvarez, I guess, than Demetrius, which was a little crazy for me. Yeah. Um, so they're getting the views. They're getting the attention. Um, so uh, as a network, I'm going to be like, well, no matter what I put on, I'm going to get some noise. So I'm not sure. But then here's another monkey wrench, bro. Um, mm-hmm. and this, this goes for AEW as well, too. Um, I believe the NHL lost their license or something happened yeah. in negotiations. So um, they're, they're coming to TNT. Exactly. Yeah. So that throws a monkey wrench right there into AEW to to one championship as well, too. It's a lot right now to for TNT. Like TNT is a hotbed right now when it comes to sports and drama. I guess it, it really is. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh." Um, so, if you're TNT, you're saying we should capitalize on this because we're getting the numbers while the iron is hot. Let's strike. That's what you're saying. I think so, man. I think. Okay. I, slowly, I'm slowly looking at TNT. And I'm slowly looking at it as like Turner Sports Network now. And I, mm-hmm. I think you can make that happen. You already have 
you know, Turner Broadcasting System, TBS, as like your your show to have all your Turner shows and your sitcoms and whatnot. Why make why not make like your TNT the home of like baseball? Because I know they're the home of the Braves. You know, um, yeah. baseball, NHL, MMA pro wrestling and have that like it just makes sense um i i think so, it, it can make a, a name just alone it, on those sports it can it can nhl is super popular somewhere right now ted turner is like screw you vince yeah, pretty I, much I, i'm winning I, i'm winning <laughs> mr mcmahon <laughs> but yeah man so um but overall pfl man i think pfl if played well we know the second organization is Bellator, but if played well, like you just said phenomenally, I think they could make a run in Bellator, bro. I think they could make a run in Bellator and become that second MMA organization. L- yeah. Let me throw this at you then. How do you feel over the last three weeks of Bellator? Like, do you feel that it's lived up to the hype of Showtime? Do you feel like it's still no. a little bland? Uh, yeah, it's still a little bland. I, I still get... I still get um, uh, damn. What was their network before? Uh, uh, they had CBS Sports, and before that was Paramount slash Spike TV. Yeah, there you go. I still get Spike TV. I still get that little cheesiness feel. I don't get Showtime vibes. Hell, even Strike Force had that big hurrah, that mystique. When that was like one of the first things you and I were waiting both for. Like, oh, bro, y'all going on Showtime? Let's see. You give me the same arena, bro. You're not giving me no feels here. So um, I will say progressively, the fights have gotten better since their first return. But it still shows why you're second rate, in my opinion. It still shows that you will possibly never compete to the UFC if you change a lot of things. It's not even fighter-wise, because they have a great set of fighters out there. But let's just say aesthetically as well. You get what I'm saying? Maybe that's just me, because I look at PFL. PFL have a, has a similar look and feel but it feels more um does it feel low budget maybe maybe it's because it's espn you get what i'm saying but it just i don't know bro how do you feel do you get the showtime big vibes with bellator i think what hurts bellator and this is what helps pfl um but this is just my opinion i think the 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 tournament format has hurt it a tad bit yeah i think Maybe not so much. Like, let me see how I can word this. I feel that there's way too much happening in Bellator for uh, even a casual fan or even a, a hardcore fan to keep there's... up with. Like, you have two tournaments happening right now, Grand Prix mm-hmm. tournaments with the heavyweight and the lightweight, right? Yeah, the the featherweight and the light featherweight. Heavyweight. There you go. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And I feel with those two like combustible elements happening, you know, simultaneously, I feel it's 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 distracted on mm-hmm. what Bellator should be. It should just be an MMA company. Here's your show. This is what we're going to present to you. And I feel like on Showtime, you need that. You need to have a lineup that makes sense. You just can't be like, well, if you've been following us for the past three months, this is how the tournament brackets have been. It's like you have to do a <laughs> lot of legwork to, to understand what's going on in Bellator. Yeah, yeah I, I I feel you. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel that it's too much going on with the tournaments? Um, also maybe some, I know you have a gripe with it, blue and red gloves. All of a sudden we get to white. <laughs> like I do. I, do. <laughs> I, I, I get why, but even the first night it happened, my man, what's his name? Um, who I hate, um, uh, uh, the big John McCarthy, 
Oh. He was um, saying that, yeah, new gloves, kind of distracting. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree. I agree. With, with all the time that Bellator has been around, bro, it still hasn't, like Cormier said, get your shit together. Like, it still hasn't got their shit together in the way. And you have these big names that you can capitalize on, like a Cyborg, a Douglas Lima, Ryan Bader, Leo Machida. The list goes on. You have the names, but... It's just your production value, bro. Impact Wrestling has better production value. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So they're in a weird spot. But as far as for PFL, man, if you guys have not checked out PFL, do yourself the favor. Watch PFL because it is phenomenal. And I love how you said it, bro. Is it is, It's a beautiful blending of homegrown talent and vets and you couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better. Nobody, not even nobody could have said it better. So. Not even nobody. <laughs> yeah. Not even an Ariel Hawani. But anyway. Coming for you, Ariel. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, we coming for y'all. But anyways, that wraps up our review of uh, Red Yes Prohaska, PFL 2. We had a little barbershop talk in there. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a fucking blast. I hope you had a blast, brother. It is that, I'm sorry. No, no, I had a great time. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just keep going on a tangent. Uh, I apologize. Sometimes I go on a tangent because I just love doing this shit with you, you know? So we have fun here. Um, But yeah, if people want to talk to you about how the white gloves of Bellator fucking rock their socks off, you know? If people want to talk to you about, uh, what's my man's name? Jack's Little Chibi Arms? If they want to talk movies, if they want to talk anime, if they want to talk some wrestling, if they want to talk MMA, where can people find you at brother Ooh, you can find me on the twitterverse at lucha val cisco at instagram at lucha val cisco as well too uh we do a little podcast called pop culture fanatics you know me jay rance our boy jacob go on there we discuss a lot of things from movies to tv shows to anime to just life lessons life talk radio Oh, that's so boring. <laughs> so boring. Radio committed suicide. <laughs> I promise you it's not like that. <laughs> oh, yes, it is like that. Yes, it is. Don't lie. No. <laughs> PCF Podcast on Instagram, PCF Podcast on Twitter, and Pop Culture Fanatics on Facebook. Uh, the podcast is everywhere on Pop Culture platforms, so go ahead, download it. You'll have a good time. Um... um our bread and butter since what we've been watching since the days of 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 existence of diapers and babies. Um, <laughs> professional wrestling. If you love your wrestling, if you want to get down and talk about the drink, Jim Crockett promotions of the day, y'all want to talk about what's happening recently in the world of professional wrestling with Kenny Omega being a god. Head on over to mm-hmm. Elite Wrestling Audio where we talk about everything from the world of MLW, AEW, uh, WWE, NXT, and more. So please get down, get dirty. EWA Podcast on Twitter, EWA Podcast on Instagram, and Elite Wrestling Audio on Facebook. That podcast is everywhere as well, too. But, brother, if people want to get into the gaming mindset, people want to talk about, you know, um, going into the to the mind's eye muchacho and playing some some dark stalkers or playing oh. some 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 noir or playing some <laughs> Empire uh, <of> Sin. Empire <laughs> Sin. I'm just going down a tangent right now. People want to talk to you about Tropicana or whatever it's called. Tropicana, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I probably oh, so. botched that name right there. Where can Trump people find you? 
I'm done. First of all, <laughs> that is good shit. Tropicana. You got me thinking. What game is that, bro? Is it, is it Tropicana? Is it the, the one where you just like, you're making like a town or a city? It's like a it's like a simulator, like like a Jurassic Evolution and shit like that. Oh, tropical! <laughs> tropical! There we go. Where you see like the Fidel Castro and the Abraham on yes. the cover? Yeah, <laughs> it's tropical. <laughs> I think it's tropical. I may be butchering it as well. You're you're oh, better man. than me right now, tropical. <laughs> I... I, I, I actually have that game in my cloud, bro. I never downloaded it. You should fuck with it. It's a fun game. <laughs> oh, bro. I, I feel a Twitch stream coming on. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Get my Bob Ross on. We're just going to add a little building here. I'm going to buy you a captain's hat just for that. One of those little sailor hats so you can play Word. with it. I'm about to play with the Abraham hat and the monocle, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to talk about some video gaming, y'all can hit up lag underscore switching that's on Instagram, and that podcast is on Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah, if you want to hit me up personally, y'all can hit me up at my Instagram and my Twitter, which is Sun Eater UA. Um, I'm out there, I'm always interacting, we're always interacting, so don't be shy, hit us up, you know, and definitely let us know. What you like, which I don't like. If y'all want us to shut the hell up, let us know. Because even bad reaction is still fucking noise. So mm-hmm. definitely. That's where I'm at. That's where we at. We have a blast. We do this for y'all. You know, voices of the fans. And I'm just signing off because I feel a tangent coming on. No, so. no. Where can people find <laughs> us at the Kimura Chronicles, though? Oh, oh, the Kimura Chronicles. I thought you dropped that plug. My no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I get for looking at My Hero Manga on fucking Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's on me. That's on me. But if y'all, the Kimura Chronicles, yeah, if y'all enjoyed this podcast and y'all want to follow us and, you know, just keep up on some news with the Kimura Chronicles like we do on Facebook and Twitter, hit us up at the Kimura Chronicles. On Twitter, it's TKC Podcast underscore. We're always updating that. We're always having fun interacting with people. And if you guys stuck around to whoever's with us on Instagram, shout out to you guys, Travis Miller, Blue Fighting, Fifth Round, everybody that you know they're always chilling with us interacting voting you know so definitely appreciate that and yeah follow us on there this podcast is everywhere we're having some fun look google us google me bitch you'll google see me us. bitch <laughs> yeah y- y'all won't see the mugs google us you'll find us so yeah it's been a blast uh next week we got the Oliveira, do bronx and chandler's mm-hmm. about to be wild in houston texas so can't wait for that but we about to get out of here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm missing a quinceanera for that shit, so let's do it. <laughs> the quinceanera. <laughs> I, I, I would hope you would miss the pandulce for freaking Charles Oliveira, bro. Every day. Oh, Every boy, day. Finally, bro. That's going to be intense. I don't know who to go for. But, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. Hope you guys have fun. If y'all still here with us, it's been a pleasure, bro. As always. As always, bro. Take care. Later, man. Later.